Hi there. Welcome back to Anything We Want podcast. This is episode four of season two. My guest this week is Lena, who came to talk about stop motion. Just a quick thing, I did not yet have my microphone when we recorded this over Zoom, so I'm sorry if there's any audio differences, but it'll be fixed soon because now I have my mic and I'm going to be recording everything with it. I will let Lena introduce herself and then we'll get into the episode. Enjoy! I'm Lena. I'm a stop motion content creator and I emphasize content creator and not animator because I focus on brands, not movies or puppets, which is what a lot of people know in stop motion. So yeah. Cool. Can you explain? Uh, I feel like we've all seen stop motion, but a lot of people wouldn't, sometimes we don't even realize that's what we're seeing. So could you explain in a couple of words, like what is stop motion what makes stop motion what it is yeah well it's an animation based on photos on photos so imagine you have a soda can and it can spin and jump around and you you can tell that it's real it's not cgi or 3d um so it's to me it's kind of magical you you see products elements everyday life stuff moving basically yeah, so are would a lot of things that brands post, because I, I can't find the names in my head, but I have in mind a couple of um, like kids shows or movies that are stop motion, but it's hard to realize sometimes when some ads, for example, I feel like the Innocence, the Juice brand, I feel like they do stop motion. I feel like I've seen their stuff. Like I'm, It's hard to think of examples that we've all seen. Do you have any things in mind that like are kind of known that are stop motion not on the top of my head I just and maybe it's because of my feed you know obviously I have so much stop motion stuff in my Instagram and all of that but brands are really using it right now a lot of a lot of brands even even stop motion that they make themselves you know that's when you can tell the most (laughs) because it's kind of bumpy I would say um but I, I don't know I don't have an example because you can really use it on any type of product really you can just mm-hmm. make stop motion with everything it seems yeah and I really like what I was saying um this is why I do branded content um because I want people to see my videos and know that it is stop motion um, I, I like the craft of it. I don't want it to look like a 3D animation. Like, why, why would I do that? It takes so much time. Yeah, it seems so time consuming, but at the same time, it's really interesting to watch the process, like set up videos of how you place things and remove them. It's like a, seeing the, the magic happen, but know how it happened is really interesting, I find. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people like that. So I really try to film a lot of behind the scenes also very fun it's I I like to to watch myself afterwards um because I just it looks it looks like I know what I'm doing I do it fast <laughs> so yeah that's fun how did you get started in doing stop motion 
Well, I, so I went to film school and communications. I did both. Um, and I did some stop motion there, but I didn't think I would do that as a career. And then one day I saw the Little Prince movie, the one that's on Netflix. Um, it has a lot of parts. I don't know if you've seen it. It has a lot of parts in stop motion and it's beautiful. I saw that, I was like, wow, love it. This is what I wanna do. And I literally just started making stop motion. It was not very good, but I created an Instagram account. I started posting and that's how I got my first gigs through DMs. This was in 2017. Okay. So it was very new for brands. So people started seeing what you were doing is how you started like doing it for, for brands and for people. Yeah. What's the, do you remember the first stop motion things you posted? Mm, <laughs> I don't know if this was the first one, but it's the first one that comes to mind. It was, so my account was for holidays and this was good so that I could keep up with deadlines and actually go with it. Um, so it was a Halloween video. I just cut the paper. <laughs> so it's so, it looks so DIY. Um, yeah, I was just on the floor of my room with the camera on a tripod just on top of the table. Um, and it, yeah, they were just for fun and so that I could practice. Do you still get to do things that are projects just for fun that you don't, don't even post? Or, I mean, I feel like if you like make creating content, you would pretty much post everything you make, but things yeah. I people nobody asked you to do but you just do like I don't know when I look at your TikTok I, I'm not sure how much is like behind the scenes of jobs and behind the scenes of just personal things if there's some of those I do a lot of personal stuff um because I mean I, I feel like I have to we all have to create so much content now so it's kind of part of the job is how I also find more gigs um so I like to do a lot of personal stuff I I also post um, commission work, personal stuff, yeah. But I don't always post it because a lot of times it just doesn't work, so. It's still trials and attempts as well, experiments yeah. that happen. Yeah. Happens a lot. Yeah, I feel like with anything that's creative and artistic or crafty, it's a lot of trying comes first and then people don't really see the trying part. But it's interesting to watch, I think, and watch people's process, especially arts and creative processes that I don't do. I really like watching how, how they work because I'm curious about it. Yeah. Well, a lot of times I start making a project and I will be shooting behind the scenes and then nothing works out. So I end up, you know, it, I end up not posting it. I also have a lot of behind the scenes and it's just in a, in a file in my computer. I, maybe I should post those, but I don't want to show the, the final result. Showing failed attempts sometimes is... I guess. Yeah. Sometimes it can be a, a way to share like the other parts of your work and how much time, how many hours go into something that then nobody ends up seeing. Just Yeah, it's true. Yeah, good to use those hours for content as well. Yeah, yeah I should do it. <laughs> yeah. what are the things that you like most about stop motion 
I thought I wanted to do film, right? At the beginning of my career, I don't know. Um, and then I decided to go with stop motion, but I didn't, again, I didn't go with the stop motion film type of animation because I don't think I have patience, which is weird to say, but I, I don't think I have it. And then I also don't wanna do all this setup to take one photo. So I think the type of stop motion that I do, it's, it's usually 10 to 20 seconds on average. Uh, it's a sweet spot between the whole movie and one single picture. I don't know. And I, I just think it's worth it, you know, at the end to see something that you literally made with your hands come to life in a digital, like it, it, it's with your hands, but then it's digital. I don't know. I think it's worth it. I like it. And people seem to enjoy it too. So that's obviously a plus. Yeah, it's really fun to watch because for me, I'm really creative. I do a lot of different artistic things. For me, it's like having things in my hands is important, but then to share it, digital products are much more easy to share with people and to keep. It just takes less space and you can share it super easy. So it's like a, a good middle round. It's like when you post your painting, but it's it's different because it's you don't post your whole process. You post only an end product. I feel like anything stop motion, you see part of the process because you, you're watching it move. You're watching objects that don't move, move. So you kind of feel the process in the end product as well. I find that really interesting as far as like, you made this with your hands, but now everybody can watch it and like not forget the, the making part of it because it's just what you're seeing is the making. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I also called it, the crafty part. And it's just so crazy that, that, you know, it can be shared with everyone. Like, I never thought I would be doing this for us a job. It's crazy. I mean, it has to be weird sometimes to do like creative things as a job in general, because if you have a passion for something and then you're asked a, a, a job on a topic that you don't really like, did, does that happen? Are, are there things sometimes you're yeah. asking and you're like... Yeah, hmm. I've, been meaning, I've been meaning to post... Um, a few videos that just if you see them you would never guess I made them uh, because yeah a lot of times you have to take jobs that uh, you don't really love I mean not that you don't love them I have a, I think I have a very specific style I love I love color uh just like happy playful stuff um so that's what I enjoy but um yeah sometimes you have to just do other stuff too yeah, that would be your style. If you can only pick commissions that are in your style, it would be like really colorful and ha like happy, fun things. Mostly. Yeah, and I've been I've been lucky enough to like I've been doing that lately. I usually only accept jobs that I really like, um, and it's cool to to see how sometimes people come to me, even if they have an idea in mind, they want they want me to tweak some things and just like incorporate my style that's that's very good who who picks like the what's going to happen in the video do you have to figure some of that out yourself or do they always like have an idea of okay the product is here and then this happens around it like how does that come together it depends sometimes the mostly agencies come with a storyboard already laid out um 
And if it's a smaller brand, they probably want the idea as well. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there always, is it always possible to do what they ask? Because there's a lot of, of jobs. My only example that comes to mind right now is uh, artists who draw tattoos, but they're not tattoo artists. And the artist is like, I can't tattoo this. Does it happen with stop motion where someone's like, I want this to happen? And you're like, it's not going to look right. Or... Yeah, it happened. But most of the times I say yes, <laughs> because I every project is so different. So most of the times I have to just figure out how to do something. Um, I, I, I usually say yes. I mean, I think about it, of course, <laughs> but, and, and if that, if I don't think it works, I will suggest something different. A lot of times it's things that they're hard to accomplish and that, so that they look good. And then they're also not worth it, but it's hard to say that to a client. <laughs> so yeah. some balance. Yeah. Do you have examples of things that just, wouldn't work with stop motion, something that someone might expect and then what they're looking for would be a different type of animation, maybe something that wouldn't just isn't fit for the medium, I guess. I mean, this sounds obvious that a lot of people ask me if I need their product. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so actually I, so now I also, I make, some type of digital animation where I can use the the render or the photo of the product, <laughs> uh, which is fun too. I like it, uh, but yeah, a lot of times that happens. Um, but then sometimes I, I had a project for Taco Bell where we were dealing with ice cream, and obviously my first thought was like, I can't do that; it's gonna melt. <laughs> But yeah, we, we figured it out and, and came up with a mixture of things that looked like ice cream and I was able to animate it. So that's cool. I, I also, that's why I say yes, because in the end, most of the things are possible. You just have to figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah, you have to be really creative to find like, like people who do only food ads and it looks like it's real food. And then you watch all the behind the scenes and there's like a smoke machine behind the food and all that stuff. That's all the things that we don't think about when we look at any content ever actually is everything that's not real. Like you can make it look really real and really good, but if you used actual ice cream, it would have been a mess. Yeah, well, that happens too to me, like sometimes a client will come and say, oh, I just need a simple animation of this one thing happening. And I'm like, yeah, that's simple. And then I realize it's not simple, which is funny because, you know, artists a lot of times have to justify why they're charging whatever they're charging for something. And it, it even happens to us where we think, oh yeah, I can do that. It's pretty simple. And then it isn't, so. Yeah. Kind of like downplay how hard it's gonna be to make, how long it's gonna take you, and then figure out the hard way that it's yeah. More there are always surprises, <laughs> but it's fun in the end. <laughs> yeah, it makes you learn new things, and I feel like anything artistic, when the process doesn't go exactly as planned, it's 
I mean, if it's a job and you have a deadline, it's probably very frustrating. But if it's you still get something from it, I guess, most of the time. Yeah, it always works out. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> What's your favorite project to do? I guess I, I could say projects, like a, a more type of project if there isn't a specific one, but something that some things that you've done that you're like the most proud of maybe, or just the, the most fun to do even? Mm. Well, I will always prefer to work with everyday items elements that I don't have to create from scratch like not paper not food even though I always end up doing that as well because it looks so good um, and sometimes you just have to use that uh, but it also if we talk about something that I'm proud of um, it will have to do with if it's a tv commercial uh, if it's for a big brand obviously that's a very big accomplishment so it, it kind of goes hand in hand with what I enjoy it, but also what will bring the most, I don't know if I should say recognition, I don't know, um, but yeah, I'll say I, so I did a project for Amazon last year and that was, that was amazing, obviously, because it was for Amazon and I had to do it in five days. It was very crazy. It was very crazy, but very worth it. <laughs> Five days is a short time, but then, yeah, it's Amazon. So many people saw it. So that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. It was also an international campaign. So I couldn't, it, I couldn't post any of it because I signed something. Yeah. But, <laughs> but still pretty cool. Yeah, then you know that your work has been like seen by that many people. It's... Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And also the, the again the TV commercials, uh, which I've done a couple uh, in my hometown in Puerto Rico. I mean, I do I do it from here in Barcelona, but they they run the commercials in Puerto Rico, and that's so crazy because obviously that's that's where my family can see it, and they they'll be like, oh, I understand what you do. Yeah, this is what you do. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> now it's your ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's also a thing that that i like about any forms of art that like gets rendered digitally is that you're doing it from a country working for a company in a different country and you can just work that way but still like work with something physical and that that exists because you're creating it with your own hands but then everybody's gonna see it in different parts of the world yeah amazing <laughs> I like that idea when I think of creating things is to share it with everyone like I mean the podcast I could have very well made it in French but I, I wanted to meet people from everywhere and that's not going to be a lot of people who speak French so I just picked English and that just makes everything possible I feel like with artistic mediums it's the internet does that would be just if you have to like hang your painting in the local gallery you're not going to get as many people to look at your art than if you put it just digitally and it's it's becoming the same with everything really yeah we're so lucky like nowadays to have all these platforms they can drive us crazy but it's obviously such a great opportunity 
to find things that you didn't know you could make, get everyone to see it. It's incredible. Yeah, get inspired from other artists too. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. get to work with other people sometimes? Or is it mostly just you doing the everything? So it's mostly me. Um, my partner, he, he does a lot of the work too. We kind of 50-50 most of the times. Um, but yeah, I don't... Well, I've been in Barcelona for almost three years. And so th this time I haven't done a lot of collaborations or anything because of, you know, COVID. Yeah. And the, the timing hasn't been right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very small team and a very small studio, like working for people all over the world. That's also what's crazy is how little resources you can have. And like with all your skill, you can make something so big out of such like few things in such a small space. Yeah, well, a lot of times also at the beginning, I didn't want to share a lot of behind the scenes because, you know, it's I, I thought that maybe clients could see it and be like, that this is for TV, like, how? and you're doing it from that space. But, you know, it's, it also shows how creative one can be with mm -hmm. the limited resources or space, whatever it is. No excuses today, definitely. Yeah, I would only be more impressed if I see something that you made that's like good enough for TV and then like I'm that's true. Then I see like how little things you had to make it. It would just like, show more of your skill, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, here's the beginning result. I have three socks and a piece of paper and I made the full ad. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. Would you like to work with more people if you could, like in in studios with more resources and everything like just more things more people other creatives around you Is that yeah, yeah of course I would love that um but we'll see I think I it's it's a plan um but first I need a bigger space I don't know we'll see <laughs> I want to it's nice to be inspired by other people's techniques of doing things sometimes yeah I think most of the times um even even with two people you can already do so many things differently because when you're you know you you probably know you know when you're talking ideas with someone else you can be saying it out loud and come up with something different and see like how the other person would do it it's always better to have other people yeah it's it's helpful to have a team that helps you like process your ideas as well and just yeah bounce them off of each other and see if something even better comes up mm -hmm. yeah what's your process when you get like you get someone's story that they want to happen and and then how do you start your project well so if, if they don't have the idea and I have to create it then I'll make a rough concept like not the storyboard so that we can talk about it and they'll be like, okay, yeah, that's the direction we want to go. And then I make a storyboard. I really try to make the storyboard as close as possible to the, to what the final video is going to be. Um, thankfully here, Amazon prime, it's amazing. It's very fast. And so I buy all of the props I need there. 
which is very, it's important because that's what I use for the storyboards. I'll go search for the props and that's exactly what I put on the, the visual. And then things are very accurate, which this has changed uh, the game for me a lot because in the past with drawings or just not the same prop, there can be surprises at the end, which no one wants. Um, so I sometimes the pre-production phase is more, it, it takes more time than the animation because uh, there's a lot of back and forth uh proposals so we do that and if we have to fabricate paper a setup anything we do that which can take one week two weeks three maybe and uh, yeah I, I send them a picture they approve or not usually they do and i start animating and then editing how do you do the, the animation part? I've seen one uh, that was, you took the pictures in reverse because uh, you had to wipe something to make mm -hmm. it, like how is it always in reverse so you can like build your whole setup and then move things around? Yeah, that's the simplest way to do it in reverse. Sometimes doing it in reverse, just like it blows my mind. I don't know if that's the right exp expression. I don't know how to say it. Like I just, can't function because you have to imagine everything backwards like sometimes it's really not it's not easy you have to write it a lot of times and just like review and make sure because if you mess up and you're doing it in reverse it's there's probably gonna be a big issue um but uh, yeah usually if you want to make things appear out of nowhere like I think the video you're you're referring to is a it's a word that appears in in ketchup or mustard. It's better to do it in reverse because you can focus on the final image, which has to be a nice word. It has to be written pretty, uh, and you can just wipe it, take a picture, wipe it, take a picture. Um, so for those cases, it works better to do things in reverse. I always try to avoid it, but. <laughs> A lot of times I have to do it. Yeah, for that one, it would be harder than squirting a bit of ketchup, taking a picture, adding a tiny bit more. It's going to look real wonky and not. I don't think I don't think it can be done. Because they're also going to see your outline underneath because you can't really freehand letters and then expect it to yeah. work. So, yeah, that's a well, I've seen I've seen stop motions uh, made with paint, like paintings. That's crazy. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> and I don't know if they do it in reverse. If people want to also go watch, uh, what are your handles on, on different social media? So everything is Lena Stop Motion. I always thought that was very easy. Yeah. So Lena Stop Motion, my website is lenaortega.com. But yeah, Lena Stop Motion and Instagram, TikTok. Those are the most the most important ones, right? Other things that you would like to share that people should check out. I have a friend in uh, in Puerto Rico. I find her art, you know, because we're talking about art, so interesting, insane, creative. She does makeup, uh, but like really crazy makeup. Her handle is Mel Michelle RR. Everyone should check her out. It's incredible. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lina, for being on the podcast. 
I've loved hearing about stop motion. I always really enjoy seeing her videos, so I really recommend you follow her. Everything, all her links and her friend Mel's links will be in the description of the episode or the episode notes. Thanks to everyone listening for being here and checking out the podcast. You can obviously follow on Instagram to keep updated about everything. The next episode will be coming in two weeks and it will be a solo episode. I will be revealing the topic on Instagram. So if you want to be one of the first to know, follow us there. Rate, review, and share the podcast so that I can find my audience and people who might enjoy it can find me. I hope you have a great week and see you next time.